come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. And welcome to Bantha Banter. We're here to talk about the latest news in Star Wars fandom. All right, let's get started, you guys. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk do it. it. Let's talk it out. All right, so have you guys heard about this campaign to remake Star Wars? Um, have I heard about it, Craig? Uh, yes. I've participated, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, that does not surprise me. It's crazy. Uh, but seriously, it's actually like batshit insane. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, because it's Star Wars fans. It's like the one of the most toxic fandoms out there. It's oh, I love. I've been loving like the. Have you seen these like uh, people have been tweeting like who's the most annoying fan base and like all the replies have just been like amazing. It's been like the Confederacy, like <laughs> <laughs> like Blue Lives Matter, like it's like all is just like the like just like the most horrible people, like yeah, the most annoying fan bases. We thought Star Wars was bad, but I'm pretty sure there's some cross section there yeah, anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, there's some worse <laughs> ones out there. My personal pick, just like off the top of my head, the ones that annoy me the most are like video game and um, cyclists. Like those two cyclists are just annoying. I don't know if it's like the fandom of cycling because like Star Wars fans like drove Kelly Marie Tran like off of social media. Yeah, right. And well, like but, she's bicyclists. good in that movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not getting like into like you know the social ramifications of like the fan groups. I'm just talking about off the top of my head of the like two what? most annoying things to me are the fan are the fan groups of like cyclists that are all about like you know the fifty dollars sucks that I bought at REI or like. You know, video game fans that like ruin everything that they quote unquote like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently they're like trying to raise $200 million to remake The Last Jedi. Like, it's like a, it's not legitimate per se, but it's like these people who are trying to do this are very serious about it. And it's really just kind of like hilarious to watch them have absolutely no sense of. Let me guess. Their notes are they want to make it with property rights. They want to make it with like there's no women and there's no people of color. Yeah, I mean it's like so I I went to like the Twitter page for it, which I will not say and promote in any way, but uh, it's like uh, it it's following like 66 people. Every single one of them's like you know a like older like overweight white dude, and uh. they're all like. And it's just like, yeah, we're going to, like, be collaborating with, like, writers and, like, you know, all these people to, like, make this as good as it can be. And it's like, no, it's just going to be, like, you and a bunch of, like, angry fucking, you know, neckbeards. Bunch of incels. <laughs> just, yeah. like, raging out about, like, yeah, how horrible, like, you know, all the women were in Star Wars. And I can't believe they, like, did that and blah, blah, blah. That whole group can just go get fucked. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, join us next week on Bantha Banter. Where we're going to be talking to a real life nerf herder yeah. who, like, you know what? They're not all scruffy looking, you guys. Yeah, not all nerf herders we'll, are scruffy. We'll get not to the bottom. All, we'll get hashtag to the bottom not all nerf herders. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we ready, guys? Yeah. yeah all we're right. Ready. Welcome to uh, the, the name of this podcast. <laughs> I want you to watch this. Uh, I am your host, Dennis. I'm joined by my two, um, well, I'm glad you two are alive, Craig and Cullen. I'm a little out of breath. I've been running for quite a bit. Right. You know? yeah. Up and down that train? Yeah, I've been trying to catch the train, and then they're like running up and down the train, and yeah. like running through all the cars in the train. Like, to... I'm alive, but I'm 
pretty sure I'm going to keep the two of you from being alive because I'm going to shut you out of this compartment. Oh, you're that asshole CEO. I'm the CEO. Yeah. yeah. Damn Sounds it. about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we uh, we did uh, Train to Busan. Uh, Craig brought us this excellent Korean movie from 2016. Um, wow, what an awesome zombie movie. My God. It is pretty it's dope. Pre- it's pretty great, you guys. It's yeah. pretty great. And um, uh, I uh, I don't take my zombie movies lightly. I, I enjoy, as, as a nervous person, this is one of the anxiety-heavy movie genres that I do enjoy. Um, but yeah, I'll pass it off to Craig. Craig brought it to us, so uh, Craig will introduce this movie. Yeah, um, this is one of those movies that I... Again, like you said, like the zombie thing has kind of been like done so much that it's been hard for me to like get into like zombie movies, even though I've heard like so many good things about this one. Right. Uh, and so I, it's taken me until this point to actually watch the movie. Um, but it is about a uh, a hedge fund manager who is taking his daughter to see his uh, her mother and his divorced. Uh, well, estranged. I don't think they're divorced. Uh, I mean, in phone at one point it says ex-wife when he when he gets a call from her, but um, yeah, we're not sure if that's actually like if they're fully divorced, if divorced, if they're separated. Either way, they live in two different cities. They have split custody over their child, uh, who is named Suan, uh, and uh, his name is Sukwoo, which I'm probably horribly mispronouncing. Sorry for any Korean listeners out there. I will probably continue to butcher all the names of this movie i apologize (laughs) i will second Uh, that butchering (laughs) uh and um so yeah essentially he his daughter doesn't really like him very much it seems like she's pretty much spent most of her life with her mother and uh is now spending this is now like moving in with her dad but um she wants to go and visit her mother in busan for her birthday um after her dad gets her like the same gift that she already got from like her grandma for like the last holiday in Korea. For children's yeah, day. Yeah, children's day. Uh, and so the movie be, uh, goes into them. They're on the train and uh, essentially an outbreak has started at a uh, biochem facility and it is a zombie outbreak. Uh, and so it starts out pretty, um, you know, ominously with, you know, someone who it looks like they're kind of out of it, like stumbling onto the train. And that is the first infected person who ends up making it onto the train. Uh, and very quickly things like escalate because these zombies like turn like within 30 seconds. They're, yes. they are being bitten there. They are turned. Uh, and so they are trying to make their way. They try and stop at a number of different cities and each one uh, it turns out to have been overrun um, by zombies. And so uh, eventually we get to the point where they finally make it, but not everyone makes it because uh, the father, uh, Sukwu, is um, bitten trying to protect his daughter and another woman that he's met um, named, I believe it's Sung Young. And uh, she's a pregnant woman who... Um, he, her, his daughter befriends as well as her husband, uh, Sanghua, and they all get pretty far, but they don't all make it. Uh, and eventually, at the end, it's only um, Suan and Sung Young that make it to the end. And as they are going through like the final tunnel to like get to the other side, uh, there's like soldiers who are like waiting on the other side to kill any infected. 
and uh, they almost kill them. But um, in a callback to an earlier point in the movie where uh, Suan is singing at a recital when her father doesn't show up and she stops singing, she sings at the end of the movie and that lets them know that she's singing that same song at the end of the movie and that lets them know that they're still alive and not zombies and that was yeah by that point i like couldn't see anything because my <laughs> eyes were just completely just like overflowing with tears um yeah, so, yeah. this is after like the father of or like the dad to the or the husband rather uh, to the pregnant wife has sacrificed himself and like he's died and the like baseball player and his girlfriend has died and like what this movie does like really well is it establishes all of these characters and gets you to like be involved and like invest in these characters before they are like one by one killed off and like a lot of zombie movies don't like spend the time or don't develop these characters or like make you care about these characters as much as this movie does I mean there's been like entire seasons of uh, the Walking Dead, where that show is entirely supposed to be like centered on like the human drama of the zombie apocalypse, and there are characters who die after like an entire season of getting to know this character that you don't feel as connected to as you do with characters Absolutely. within this movie. Uh, and I think they really do a good job of establishing those characters, building those relationships like really quickly, and then again just like completely like like opening up your heart and just like punching it like by the end of the movie yeah uh yeah no it does a really good job uh in that regard that a lot of other zombie movies can't do even you know which is like a central theme of zombie movies you know is just the inevitable death and doom of everyone yeah um and this one hits hard i love the uh type of zombies that we're dealing with like the fast changing yeah the... like these aren't romero zombies no. these are like fast changing and fast moving they're zombies. fast moving yeah. zombies and uh, like 28 days later yeah, that, yeah but they're more like they're more sight based and like hearing based than like uh like smell i guess is right a big one. yeah because yeah. a lot of zombie movies it's like they're attracted just like the smell of living flesh or right just a... but in this one i love how like we established the their sight as something that can be used against them like, right that's a really cool moment in the movie yeah, the, yeah. their sight kind of sucks though that when they go into tunnels like they can like psych them out where people are going and everything by like tapping noises or throwing objects and stuff and it makes for some great tense moments like there's a whole stack of boxes in my room that i put together while watching this movie because <laughs> it was, i could not sit still <laughs> and i i do love um so we have the like the baseball character who uh you know has like starts the movie out with this girl has like a crush on him and he like obviously has a crush on her but he's too nervous to approach her and so she finally just like goes and like sits down and she's like pretty much just like hey i like you so i'm gonna sit here and then i love how the like, entire <laughs> baseball team is chanting like accept her accept yeah her. <laughs> and it's like it, that's like the complete opposite of like almost any like type of like relationship where it's like usually like the the guy is like the one where they're, it's like they're like trying to like coerce her into like right. being in the relationship oh, yeah. and this time it's like come on man it's like we all know you like her just like tell her and she's like hey i'm just gonna sit next to you and just be like, hey, let you know that I like you, and like listen and pull out your earbud and listen to your music. And, and he's not even listening to anything. <laughs> yeah. I love that too. Like she sits down and she goes, "What are you listening to?" And she just takes one of his earbuds and puts it in. And she's like, "It's not even playing." <laughs> <laughs> and this like goes to establish like his shyness and like all this. Stuff. I wonder if that's a thing in like Korean culture about like the women 
like approaching the man or it probably not. I well, think it's a, actually I don't know. Well, because I know that um, I know in China and Japan at least there, and I think maybe in Korea too. I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote me on this. Internet, I know I'm probably wrong, but I know that there's like a huge like thing as far as like shortage of women in a, in a lot of like Asian countries right now. So like there mm-hmm. is a lot of like in terms of like choosing power, like women have a lot of that in, in at least right. in like China. And I think Korea that has a similar situation mm-hmm. where, uh, because yeah, there aren't, there is like such a huge shortage of women. They have a lot of the choosing power in, uh, in determining like dating and marriage. Right. Um, but again, like I said, I'm yeah. not 100% sure on that as far as Korea goes. So uh, please American don't quote me on conjecture. that. Uh, that is just, yeah, that is just my <laughs> inference based off of the little knowledge that I do have. Um, but yeah, I, I do. God, everyone in this movie is like so beautiful too. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, there's, um, yeah, absolutely. There's gorgeous people. I know. Um, I love the uh, the older sisters, like the yeah, the two old ladies. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like um, I don't know. The, the, I love them, and they are also like kind of parts of like some of the more weaker moments in the movie. I felt, you know, yeah, I can see that. Like there's there's, I mean, as many times as this movie like hit a home run on like the emotional front, you know, when it did hard, like especially like and like certain the, some of the deaths, I was just bawling watching it. There's some other moments where I was like, oh, this is missing pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, I felt like the relationship between the sisters was like, kind of like, I don't really understand this whole thing. Like, why she's just unlocking this train car full of zombies. Well, I, I well, do. I, I, like I, the, I like the thing that she says, like, right when the sister has died and the sister has turned. And um, she gives this monologue about, like, you're so stupid. Why are you always helping other people instead of helping yourself? Like, Which is, like, a central a theme of the movie your, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a total theme right. in the movie yeah. is, like, helping do you take other care people of yourself or, or do you help other people? Because the daughter is always trying to help other people. And the dad is saying, like, no, in a survival situation like this, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, like, at the very beginning when um, the um, the father of the pregnant wife is, like, coming... Like, he shuts the door on him, and then he lets him in, and that's, like, the first moment of tension between them is, like, hey, what did you shut the door on us? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that definitely runs through. And I think that with uh, those sisters, uh, you really do get to see that it's not very – it's not spoken very much, but it's that moment where from the time that they get separated, once they get to the – I think it's – I don't remember the name of the city, but – um, after they make that first stop and it's like all the military people turn out to be zombies oh, and yeah. chase them out. And like Dio Nang or something. Yeah, and they get separated and so like she's like despondent. Like she like has no idea what's happened. She's like, you know, pretty much sure that her sister's dead. And then like they finally like make it through all the cars and get to them and then she like sees her there and then in that last moment of like her like trying to help uh, Suan get through she is the one that gets left behind right and so like she's like first of all like worried she like thinks that her sister's dead then she's like oh there she is she's alive and then in that moment she actually like watches her be killed right and then so that's like her breaking point of just complete and utter like despondency of well nothing even matters anymore because like I thought I had her back and now she's gone again and yeah. she was ripped away right in front of me. So fuck it all. I'm just gonna like open up this whole thing. And it's also and, and the, also because I, I was about to say something. Go ahead. Also Go ahead. because the like the CEO guy like yes, wouldn't let them through. And so if they if he'd let them through, then they all would have been right, fine. Yeah, yeah. And so because he didn't let them through, that was like also like her being like I felt like a punishment for all of them of like yeah. 
Uh, because there's a huge like you know like thing of like xenophobia like in this. There, in, there's in a lot of moment. karma in this movie. Yeah, and and I was gonna I made a note about that exact same scene, but like the greeter survivors, like the ones who after these guys have fought their way through the whole train car to save these other people, and they get to like the car that has like the people who survived like the first attacker there, they like kick them out. And they're so focused on protecting themselves from the living people. They're like tying off the door and they're all doing all this. Oh, stuff. yeah. Not even focusing on the other side of the car where all the zombies are and not securing that. And then the woman just opens the door and all the zombies come in and wreck all of them. Except for the CEO and the um, not conductor, but like the train steward yeah. who are just hiding in the bathroom. Yeah, Which I've... she probably pushed a few people in front of him to like get to that point, too, because we, as we see very closely after that he continues to just push people in front of the zombies to protect himself he was a great villain i really and, liked him and i love that throughout the movie like we have people saying like oh you're a funds manager so you're some you're some sort of parasite you're terrible but then like the actual villain of the movie is the ceo yeah and then i also think that that was <laughs> maybe it's just because of everything that's been going on but just like that was just such i felt like a prescient like moment for like immigration and like refugees of them being like uh they say uh like those of you who just got here you can't stay with us like as they're like as the survivors are like coming through after like surviving after like making it through those cars and they're like saying that you know they might be infected and then um they like essentially like <laughs> god I, I'm like I'm hating this as I'm, as it's coming out of my mouth but like that CEO guy was like totally like you know the Trump of like the one who's like rallying people of like saying like like no it's like not safe like we need right, to get yeah. these people out of here like we need to get these people like con like out of our area so that hey, way we yeah, can be he's, safe he's the guy who's then, saying America first yeah and then like and then everyone <laughs> else like like kind of is reluctant at first but then like they all start to chime in and they're like yeah fuck those people like right. yeah and, and then fuck those people who include like a six-year-old child yeah, and, and a, a pregnant, pregnant woman. woman yeah yeah exactly i was just like oh god that was like that was like a moment of like oh this feels a little too real right now even oh, yeah. the zombie apocalypse no it was it was pretty fantastic um just i don't know it was a great moment where, like, because uh, you thought it was going to go, like, one way, where it was like, oh, this guy is, like, the CEO has obviously lost his mind, and, like, everyone in the car is, like, going to turn on him, you know, and then they don't, and they turn on, like, the dad and the girl and the pregnant lady who, like, just lost her awesome husband, who's, like, the best character in the movie, He's by the way. Oh, my God. Character. Yeah. But also, um, that guy, like, isn't traditionally, like, an actor. He was, like, the personal trainer to the uh, director of this movie really oh. that's how he got this part he has charisma out the yin he has oh my God, so yeah. much charisma. <laughs> he's like, amazing i, I want to watch an entire movie just about him yes yeah. no he was also fantastic. so fine oh my God. <laughs> like him like him the dad and then like the baseball guy when it was like right. just the three of them i was just like let's just have this be the rest oh yeah of the movie. That was, and, okay with and that. The, <laughs> there's a line where they're talking about how they're gonna fight their way from one end of the train to the other so i was like I'll go in front. You baseball guy, you're in the middle, and you take up the rear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll take up the rear. <laughs> one uh, uh, back to our family friendly. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, it was. I loved that moment where it was like when they're all like gearing up and like go like going in to like save like the wife and the old lady and the daughter. Mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, because it seemed like so so impossible, like such impossible odds for them to like to get through because you've seen how quick they can change and everything you know it's like oh man these three guys can't make it all the way through but they fucking do it and it's great you know and 
I don't know. <sighs> I, well, also, I love the fact that, like, this is a zombie movie that most of it takes place in the cramped confines of a train. Right, yes. Yeah. Like, you can't really run away. You're in a train. Right, you don't have much place to... <laughs> to move so it's a whole bunch of james bond action yeah so but we, yeah james bond train fights <laughs> um but like it's full of all these tight quarters like train shots but juxtaposed with all these huge sprawling like establishing shots and helicopter shots when we yeah. show like the outside it's so gorgeous they'll do these like long beautiful helicopter shots of like a train coming down the tracks or like these uh-huh. wide open spaces it's it's so cool and it's such a cool juxtaposition juxtaposition of the visual language of the film yeah yeah and, and uh um i love like how it establishes like the shots at the train station when they stop in the one city that's overrun and like uh how it's just freaking mayhem you know like no one has a weapon like they can't there's no gun and uh, like like the most they have is like a baseball bat and even that doesn't stop them like it would in an american movie you know where they're just like snapping necks and you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah smashing in teeth and you know shooting everything around or whatever you know and and uh this movie was no like you don't have that and like it had also like uh at first i was kind of like frustrated by like it's like oh the choreography is kind of annoying you know like it's not really like the shots aren't that you know like it could have been done i've seen like close close quarters done better you know and i i do hold up that gripe but at the same time i do like how they aren't there's no one that's like a martial arts freak exactly you know? that like he's not like there's no like kung fu expert that's like just annihilating all of them even like the tough guy like that's like you know he's like spearheading the whole run through the train cars and everything it's like the most he does is like maybe snap some necks or whatever but it's still like really a struggle well he does like pick up one guy like oh that's right that is cool and then like drop him back down but but yeah i get what you're saying like the brawler there was a part of me that was expecting like one sequence of this film just to be like a guy like him fighting his way through the train car like old boy right yeah yeah. in the hallway Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but i think too that also uh just goes into like our preconceived notions of like asian movies or because, korean cinema yeah, specifically yeah. yeah well because like i mean really like that's the also like the beauty of this movie is it is just like a zombie movie and, and again it's like a movie that more than likely was only made to be viewed in a korean audience or mm-hmm. like majority based on a korean audience because yeah if this movie was made like specifically geared towards a western audience then more than likely it, it would have had like, west it would have had western actors in it well, yeah or, no, this is a west, or it would have been like a kung fu like right. zombie oh movie. yeah if this is a western like movie a there'd be arts, yeah yeah there'd be a martial art you know superhero or yeah like, speaking of that it's one of the most commercially successful films in korea to date yeah. oh yeah that's yeah but that's the thing too is like you don't like because you don't, you wouldn't expect to necessarily see that you know in any other zombie movie of like you know very rarely is there like some like badass like fighter that's like some also like some random joe schmo like <laughs> like you would never expect like uh what was his name in zombie land um oh jesse I'm, eisenberg or uh i was thinking more uh uh damn it why am i forgetting everyone in that movie uh, woody, woody, harrelson. woody harrelson yeah like you would never really like, expect like woody harrelson to like break out and like you know or it to be like a kung fu hustle where it's like oh it turns out the tailor is actually a secret kung fu yeah. master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but again that was also just like a very intentional like 
plot of doing that. Yeah, and, like, they don't need to, like, get through the zombies that way. They have the things of, like, oh, and we go into a tunnel, they can't see us, so we can distract them by making a noise out the end of the car, and we, like, sneak our way through. Exactly, and I feel like that lends itself to more, uh, like, a better, like, story being told overall because they just hold to that. Yeah, go. What were you saying, Dennis? Um, well, I, I was just gonna say, like the the moment that they discovered that the uh, like the tunnels affect their sight and everything, and they can escape them. Is I love that moment because it sets up like like they come into a car where it's it's you know it's part of the scene where it's just the three of them. It's the baseball player, the dad, and the husband, and um, the they come across a bunch of the teammates of the baseball player. And he freezes solid. He can't. Oh, he can't that. attack yeah. all any of them. And my favorite thing about it is that the two other guys don't even ask him to do anything. They're just like, "We'll go ahead. We got this." You yeah, know? and yeah. That, again, that's spearheaded by the husband. Like, right. The guy's yeah, just yeah. like, "No, don't worry about it. We'll take care." Right. of Right. Yeah. And they can't. <laughs> they and really and he can't. doesn't even say anything. It's just all with a look and like right. a hand gesture that yep. he does that. It, this movie is so well made. It is very well made. Um, I I love like the little bit of crossover as far as um kind of like western horror movies too of like having the mysterious old man who's like the harbinger of like the yeah coming oh the like, dude from disaster. the beginning but yeah. before the first person even turns this guy is discovered in the bathroom and he's just like fetal in there saying like everyone di- everyone's dead everyone's dead they're all dead so like I also I'm glad we brought him up because he's in the cold open and it's excellent like it's probably the greatest reveal of like oh it's a zombie movie like I fucking love it like he goes he's driving in his truck and he passes through a checkpoint and like he's pissed off because it's like like oh like fuck this checkpoint like they what, what you slaughter all my pigs again you know is there like another like gas leak or something he's like no it's something else you know just go on he's the guy's like ah oh, whatever and he like keeps driving and he's all distracted by his cell phone and he ends up hitting a deer and then he gets out and checks on it whatever and then like drives on and then the camera like lingers on the deer and then the deer just snaps back to life and it's so fucking freaky that but like subtle too that it's just like i don't know no it was definitely a great way to start the movie right like, just like some shit's up yeah and you know you're in for something <laughs> um dang it that beeping <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if it turned <laughs> up on the recording but there were some weird noises coming from don't worry movie. about it <laughs> um but yeah i i do love that and there was something else that i was gonna say but maybe we should take a break and then I'll yeah let's take a break and back. let's come back and talk some more about how much we love this movie yeah. which is And we're back. Hello. With this train zombie. <laughs> train zombie. Train to Poussin. Busan? Busan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> train to Brian Poussin. Tra- train to Bi- Bra- <laughs> Brain Poussin. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> train to Brain Poussin. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> Well, that would be like the American version starring Brian Posehn, right? <laughs> Brian Posehn. I guarantee you he'd be on board. <laughs> I'm on board. Oh, I'll definitely I'll make definitely that movie. Do it. Uh, not to make fun of Brian Posehn. I love him. It's I just, love him. He's yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to this movie. <laughs> Train to Busan. Train to, to Busan. Busan. <laughs> um, yeah, so how about like that reveal? Just 
the dad was essentially the money behind this whole thing in the first place and oh yeah i i was i that was like one thing that i was like that's probably coming in this movie just because i was like the way that the movie works in terms of like accountability and responsibility right uh and also uh you know and that with his selfishness uh it was like one of those things where it's like not like his fault like he wasn't the person who was you know making these monsters or no, creating this virus. but he sold a corporation that kind of snowballed this event to happen and, and yeah. he's all wrapped up in his work that goes back to the whole fractured relationship with him and his daughter is that he's not paying any attention to his daughter because all he's doing is working right and this movie doesn't waste any time on anything so when like at the very beginning when he's like talking to his assistant where he's like sell everything and they're like are you sure it's like yeah everything yeah yeah and like his assistant is like well it's gonna create all these things he's like, well like are you worried about like a bunch of lemmings are your clients lemmings was that what that was i thought right. that was the name of the corporation no right? no he was saying like if your like clients are so afraid of like volatility in the market then, like, we don't want them as clients. Like, we don't want to be working with Lemming. Are you oh, an okay. alpha or are you a beta? Yeah, cause, and then that comes back later <laughs> in the movie, too. Which I also thought was just, like, a funny little thing of, like, all the Lemmings and then all of the zombies. Are just, like... Right. One of those, like, fun little words that kept popping up throughout the movie that... Um, yeah, it was just a thematic word. Yeah. Yeah, um, this movie is great at that by like staying on on topic and like uh, and not really straying from like a, a theme or like I don't know that always annoys me in a movie where it's like wait that wouldn't happen in this movie that you just established you know like why would you spend all this time worrying about these people dying and then you just <laughs> kill all the people like, yeah like, why do you care about or this? I'm like even like the abyss you know the yeah. last movie we did and then. Um, Oh, by the way, this is totally inaudible. We called that we were going to do... Yeah, we said we were going to be doing... Inception versus Paprika. Which is next. It is. It's just not but this just, episode. We just had... We had scheduling problems, guys. Yeah. Give us a break. <laughs> um, um, but um, it, it's just great at staying on like a central theme and a central feel for the movie. And I, I really applaud that. Um, I, I do have one scene that like I felt like kind of diverted, and I don't know if I was imagining this or... Like what happened, but I felt like there was one scene that was implying that the government was involved with the zombie outbreak or something because I swear there was a scene where there's like it's a city that doesn't seem to be infected and there's these two kids like skateboarding and then these helicopters are flying by dropping infected out of them. No, it wasn't that they it was like that those helicopters were being attacked and then they were just like they were trying to get away, but they were just because they, they show them like up above and it's like they're like careening. But then it's like there's zombies yeah. like on the outside. That's of how it. I read that. Oh, so I missed were just, that. Yeah, yeah. The zombies I, were just falling from the. I thought it was that the, the helicopters were flying overhead and they were dropping no. infected like into. It was like, the infection areas. was just that bad that it was spreading by via helicopter by zombie bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bombies. It's, bombies. Bombies. Uh, guys, our our puns are on point in this, it's, in we're this pretty, episode. We're pretty good. It's pretty good. It's awesome. Um, this uh, if you played Half Life, this movie reminds me of Half Life, um, for several yeah. reasons, mostly trains. <laughs> That's about it. I did love the uh, the mom, not Suan's mom, but Sung Sung Wook's mom, mm-hmm. or Sung Sek Sek Woo. <laughs> 
I'm so, again, any <laughs> Korean listeners, I'm so sorry. Um, but his mom, I loved her, and that, that was like one of the first ones where it was like she didn't have a whole lot of screen time at the beginning of the movie, right? Uh, but then it's like when you like get the call and you can like hear her like changing over the phone. Oh yeah, like it was just like oh my god. Oh, this movie's brutal. Oh like it, god. like it doesn't, it doesn't like forget anyone, and it it it. it kills off people very well like like the mother even you know the mother of the child yeah uh the estranged wife like she um like just she, they don't you know explicitly say that she dies but like her phone doesn't is off you know and it, it, it just keeps ringing or whatever so you can assume you know it does it doesn't do the annoying thing where it's like she's on a phone call and it's like hey who are you at my door like get out of here <laughs> why are you biting me ah yeah. It, like, even humanizes the CEO before his death. Because right. the CEO is turning and he's, like, saying, I want my mother and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. This is my address. Please take me home. Yeah, please yeah. take me to my home. Like, I want my mother and this stuff. And then he dies. And then, like, in the last moment for our, like, ultimate hero, like, the father, like, when he dies, like, he's smiling because his, like, last memories and the moments before his death are of his daughter's birth. Oh my god, and that music. And, and, uh, just, uh, and, and that's that shot like, where it's just like, they just, they just show like the shadow of him like standing oh, on the yeah, back right. of the train. Oh, it's and then just so like, gorgeous. Over. They like never show him actually falling, just oh, like the yes. shadow. All we see is his shadow <gasps> falling yeah. off of the train. It's such a it's beautiful shot. It's very and good. It's, oh my god. This and, and, I mean, the movie remains brutal to the very end where like, when it's just the, you know, the pregnant lady and the little girl left, like, you... I, I was like, oh man, if they get killed, like I totally thought they I were thought going they were oh, going to yeah. get killed because oh. they're coming through the tunnel and the soldiers are talking on the radio. And it's like we have two people coming through, like we can't confirm if they're alive, and the orders come through, kill them. Right. It's like I wouldn't and put I it past like, this movie. I would not put it past this movie at all to right. have it end with them getting shot. Yeah. Yes, and that's yes, and that's the importance <laughs> of staying on topic with your movie and not straying from point. And that's know? also the thing of like, no, this is a Korean film. Like if this was an American film, I would be like there's no way that they'll kill right. the, kill the in, pregnant in, wife and in, the daughter no, the pregnant no woman way. and the child but in a Korean movie yeah they'll kill <laughs> have you seen old boy have you seen the headman have you seen headman yeah any Park Sung yuk yeah no but yeah, it Very was, well and even like, even when they did survive, it was still like heartbreaking because it was just like, it ends on her face as she's like singing this song that and she's she wanted crying to sing. while yeah. she's singing it. That she was like wanting to sing to her dad, like, and she like finally can like sing it. And then it's just her just like completely just like her face just like, oh my God, so drenched in tears yep. and my face drenched in tears. <laughs> and, oh. um, one of the last things I want to talk about is how uh, the zombie wave like snowballs on the train you know where it's like the one that gets aboard and then like the stewardess like she like is like hey are, are you all right and then like, tries to help the person that's like you know clearly infected and then like the person changes and then like gets up and like the woman is like ah what the fuck and like tries to back away but, and like, then she's bit. running down the aisle right. with the lady with the, on, on her, her back, back. Yeah. and people are like what the fuck <laughs> and like don't do anything and then like she drops and changes immediately and then it just like it's ba 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 like one yeah. after another yeah, like, this movie like early on hits the gas hard oh. and this movie is like over two hours long yes yes that's that's another one of my gripes with this movie <laughs> it is two hours gripes and no gripes. 
It, I feel it used every minute well. <laughs> I honestly do. Like, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I don't entirely. I think it, it, it could. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know well enough to say what you could tighten up or what you could cut. Right. But I do feel like it. I it does feel like it's over two hours. I mean, I, it does, and I think that I don't know. Maybe that's just like reading for most of a movie also kind of does that for me too. Like no matter like how long it is, I'm always kind of like, Oh, I've been reading for a while now. Like, <laughs> even if it's like an hour and a half. Right. Um, but no, I, I, I really do think that it, it, the only thing that I could think of, like maybe possibly even getting rid of would be like the first, uh, stop that they make where like they, Oh, going yeah. We're like just the military, the is like yeah. That's like maybe the one thing that I could I see, like possibly getting rid of. But even that, I feel mm-hmm. like, still serves to like show just how much right. like this has overtaken. Right, everything. how fucked it is. Like maybe, maybe like in the second train yard, like uh, towards the end, like they spend like twenty minutes like fucking around in there. Like there could have been cl- cleaned up. I don't know. It's it's hard to clean it up because it's they really do use a lot of the movie, you know, very well. It's just I'm just not a fan of any movie that's you know two hours plus yeah um y- even if it's you know doesn't feel like it it's still like nah it should have been shorter <laughs> <laughs> or make it you know a two-parter or something you know give me an intermission uh no intermissions in movies anymore yeah i mean i just i've got i maybe i've just gotten used to the like movies are just two hours now. they are well, well, <laughs> right. especially foreign films i mean the thing is like american movies is but like movies made like elsewhere like the all those audiences expect to go sit for it's, at least two it's hours. true but yeah. now audiences here are expecting to sit for two hours 20 minutes plus i just i just marathon well not marathon but over the weekend i watched a uh, ragnarok um oh, it's so good. so good oh i just I rewatched it, it too. so good um <laughs> guardians 2 and uh doctor strange and all of those movies are over two hours long and fuck man well i mean for <laughs> i would say for foreign movies like at least generally there's not that big a production of movies coming out as often as they are in America. So I right. can 100% be more on board with a longer, you know, oh, yeah. okay. like I can foreign see that. film yeah, yeah. Okay. as opposed to like America where it's like, there's a new movie coming out every week and they're all like over two hours long. And you know, it's, it's there's a difference in, in the volume of movies that are right. coming out in a lot of other countries too, which I feel like can add to that. And, <clears throat> Also, I feel like justifies that length being a little bit longer because people like people maybe aren't going to movies like every weekend in, you know, right. like Japan or Korea or, or you know, like, or actual like Japanese and like Korean movies are actually being released every weekend. Right. Like at that scale of budget. So like to, to uh, uh, solicit like a movie pass that the AMC theaters are putting out. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I know plenty of people who do it. Really? Yeah, man. That's a lot of movies you can see. It's a lot of movies. It's a lot yeah. of movies. Um, I haven't seen a lot of movies lately. It's like movie three three movies a week you can watch Oof. with the movie pass. I could probably twenty dollars a month. I could probably. Oh, see that. That's actually not that it's bad. A, deal. It's twelve movies a month, but it's at the AMC. But it's at AMC, yeah. and I prefer <laughs> my Alamo. Yeah. I prefer Alamo, my movie baby. theater to take all of my money. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. I know. <laughs> that's the problem. It's like once you get accustomed to it, you're like. Oh, this is too nice. Right. Like, uh, like, what do you mean I can't have a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You expect me to watch this movie without having a martini halfway through? <laughs> oh, they just changed their menu too. I they know. did. Oh, my God. But not not too much. It was yeah. just enough. They kept like 
the best things. They kept the best stuff. Yes. Maybe we should stop plugging Alamo and move to another break since they're not actually one of our sponsors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a couple more things yeah, before yeah. we get uh, to our break and recommendations. Okay. Um, this movie is made by, um, again, I apologize to any Korean listeners, Song Ho Young. Um, this is his first live action film. Uh, before this, he had made several animated features, and one of the animated features, I don't know if he made it before or after this, is a prequel to this movie called Soul Station, which takes place one day before the action of this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, apart from that, uh, he wrote, um, or co-wrote and directed this movie. Uh, this movie has a 7.5 on IMDb. It has a 95% certified re- fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% audience tomatoes. Lovely. I think I think well-deserved. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there was one, because I love doing this with like movies that have like overwhelmingly good reviews. I went and read some of the bad review like snippets. And one guy, <laughs> I don't remember his name or what publication he was writing for. I think it was like some LA newspaper, said that the movie lacked heart. What? what? It's like, no, you like heart, you like, soulless piece of shit. Uh, were you not reading the subtitles? Or, like, did you not pay attention you to the characters? You wouldn't even need to read the like, subtitles. You could literally watch a movie without subtitles and still be balling like, by were, the were end you of it. Oh, yeah. not paying attention to any of the characters? Like, how does this movie lack heart to you? I, I, I was just confounded. <laughs> I watched a different movie entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Maybe annoying. he watched that Train Brain Pose movie. Train Brain Pose. Train Brain yeah. Pose. <laughs> <laughs> no, the tra- Guys, Train to Brain Pose. We're launching a GoFundMe for Train Brain to Pose. Uh, we're reaching out to Brian Posein's agents. Uh, like we're gonna get this thing going. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we'll take our second break um, now that we've wrapped up our review, and uh, on to um, recommendations when we come back. And we're back. Um, back again. Yeah. Again, back from again. outer space. That too. I um, just walked in to find you here with Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. What? what? I was just, I was mixing up our. He did Gloria Gaynor. I did Eminem, <laughs> and so I was like just mashing them up, you know. Oh God. Okay. Like you know. Mom's spaghetti. A, yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is time for recommendations where we recommend shit for you to do in your life to make your life better because we know how to run your life <laughs> or to just like escape no from, like, guys the, think God of damn us it. as your life coach yeah we are lifestyle <laughs> prep coaches like we are we are launching our own version of goop <laughs> <laughs> called schmoop <laughs> yeah Scooby-Doo pooby or I whoop I whoop I whoop oh my god I whoop. <laughs> All right, no, uh, we, we are overselling recommendations. We don't do any of that. We just tell you to just tell maybe you see a movie. Enjoying lately, May, it might be an ethereal thing. Like it's not even <laughs> like thing. water or ice cream, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like summertime. Um, mine's kind of ethereal. My recommendation is um, uh, go to a concert of your favorite band. Holy crap! Um, I went and saw Odessa at Red Rocks over the weekend and. Ah, just reminded me of how, how amazing seeing a really good live band that you love live is. Got all the, you know, the spine tingly stuff from watching live music sometimes. And it was great. Great experience. So 
Go do it. I got Janelle Monet coming up. Yeah. Oh, you bastard. Uh, I wish I was going to see Janelle Monet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot tell you. She's at you. the Paramount, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I just, I cannot tell you how excited. Like, I'm just like, 20 gay teen. <laughs> I got Janelle Monet and then uh, Joel Kim Booster. I'm going to go see him on oh, July nice. 28th. You guys yeah. get tickets. He's going to oh. be at Comedy Works. Uh, tickets are like 24 bucks. Really? Like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed him recently on a, an episode of Treks in the City where he was very, very funny. Oh, I just saw, I just saw, heard him on, um, he was on Spontanean Nation recently. He was on Keep It recently. He was on Hello from the Magic Tavern like a few months, episodes back, but I just listened to it recently. Because um, he's like the crow. Like, like, like sits on like, oh, villain's shoulders. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for uh, Janelle Monae and Joel Kim Booster. And then my actual recommendations oh. are uh, Ocean's 8, which was amazing and so much fun. And I've never seen another Ocean's movie, but now I want to at least see 11 because, wow, that was fun. I second that recommendation. Um, I am so glad that, like, Rihanna got to shine in this movie, honestly, because um, she was so horribly like used misused in valerian yeah (laughs) it was just like yeah she was great in this movie yeah oh and aquafina too like my oh and sarah paulson and kate blanchett i love sarah paulson and kate blanchett is amazing (laughs) oh my god they're all so amazing Um, i don't think i've ever seen sarah paulson in something where i didn't like sarah paulson yeah and Helena Bunder Carter and uh and hathaway like everyone in this movie was so damn good uh, and like the chemistry was off the charts. It was such a fun movie. Um, yeah, go see it. And also Incredibles too, because I saw that too. And I was like, it's like as good as the first one. There's like a little, it's like maybe like a little bit less for me personally, but like, it, I felt it, like it was, it it's, was that, it's hard to live up to the first one. That's yeah. such a great movie. Well, and honestly, I think it was like the villain in the first one was just like so perfect. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the, the villain in this one is, is really good, but it's just like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't top the, the first one. So, um, Incredibles 2, Ocean's 8, Janelle Monet, those tickets are sold out. So you can't see that. Joe Kim Booster, ah. Um. Yeah, those are all amazing things that are fun to do, and you should do them. <laughs> I'm going to recommend an app uh, called Robo Killer. I was having, um, I was driven absolutely to my wits' end by spam calls. I was getting like on a good day, two or three spam calls, and on a bad day, like seven. And I heard about this app called Robo Killer, and I downloaded it, and within like one week, I've had one robocall oh nice like one spam call actually get through and in addition to like blocking them it'll also do things where you can record or like select um responses like automated responses that will like just troll like people who are trying to like call you with all this spam Mm -hmm. so it's it's just a great app for people who like have gotten themselves on some list where you're getting all these spam calls i think it's like $25 $25 for a year of this RoboKiller service. Oh, wow. So, like, if, if you're having that problem, I highly recommend this as a solution because it's worked terrifically for me. Good. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, you guys got anything else you'd like to just talk about on this podcast? Maybe promote a little bit? Anything at all? Nothing? Nope. Nothing. We're, uh, we're all going to see how did this get made in uh, in August. Hell yeah, we are. I'll be singing at a thing. Hell yeah, you are. Yeah, just, ugh, I don't know. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I. Uh, well, we'll talk about it after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. We the the studio is going to be moving soon, which is going to actually also increase uh, some production because. Uh, yeah, we're just going to be making a lot more content <laughs> in the near future. So, because um, Dennis won't be able to escape me. We're ah! in a roommate. Nice, nice. We are, <laughs> Dennis and Craig are moving together. We have all, we found them an apartment. It's also got its own bunker, its own secured bunker for Engineer Sam. Right. Like, it's just as big. It's, like, still a two-bedroom, like, one bath. Like, he still can't escape. <laughs> um, but he'll be living comfortably. And, yep. and Doing be, every bidding. Yeah, he'll be taking care of, like, the production end of our podcast yep. and, like, and you know catering to our every whim and and we'll provide him living space but no he's still not allowed to leave even though he's moving with you guys yes exactly we pay him handsomely don't think he's a slave <laughs> yeah no we pay him well he just can't leave his establishment yeah that we also pay for him give him so we're not monsters <laughs> guys don't judge us <laughs> for the way that we treat engineer sam <laughs> He's an engineer. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next week we are going to be doing a, a versus episode, which we haven't done in uh, well over a year. Um, yeah, and we're gonna I be mean, doing this I wouldn't one. say versus necessarily. No, we're just going to be just be comparing. I call it our dream suite. Okay, so it'll cool. be we'll like be it. we'll be talking about dreams and well we'll be we'll be pitting um, Paprika up against Inception, and we'll be talking about like how these movies compare to each other. Right. And, like, yeah. Yeah, so, they're both heavily centered on on the dream world, and so. Yep. Yeah. So look forward to that. Um, and I am. It's going to be great. So am I. Uh, so join us next week for that. Um, if you would like to get a hold of this podcast, you can find us on the website twitter.com. Heard about that place. You can send tweets to each other. Send us a tweet at IWITWT as well as each and every one of us individually. I am at the Debucks. I am at Catharticus. I am at Cullen Munch. And uh, hey, we also have a Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. I post all of our videos. No. All of our episodes. Audio. That's what it is. (laughs) Uh, To that group. It is a good place for you to contact us and post a recommendation. Hey, Twitter is also a good place to post a recommendation. Um, As well as uh, SoundCloud. You can like us on SoundCloud. You can like us uh, wherever you find us. Any podcast catching app that you use, you can find us. We're actively trying to get on the Spotify. Spotify Elusive Spotify Anyways, wherever you find us, rate us, review us It it, it helps us dearly Bye Enjoy us us next week Oh, watch this movie I want you to watch Come on and watch with me you to watch it, just watch this, watch this movie with me. I said I want you to watch. Watch this, watch the fucking movie.